Hey, what's up all of you who are tuning in to check out our latest message right here online. Listen, it's going to be a great message and we hope that you enjoy, but even more than that, we would love to see you in person at one of our live weekend worship experiences. If you're not in our area, we want to encourage you to find a local church where you live because we just believe that we're no good alone. We're better together and you need family. So if you're not in our area, make sure you find a place where you live where you can attend a physical church and become family. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message and have a good day. So during the holidays, I love to make phone calls. And uh, I did uh, during the holidays, and I called my good friend, Coach Jerry Miller, who is a former West Point cadet. And uh, Coach Miller said to me, I have a book that you need to read. I said, okay, what's the title? He said, Jesus Christ was an airborne ranger. And I kind of mocked him for a moment and said, you've got to be kidding me. Coach, what in the world are you talking about? He said, no, seriously. He said, it's deep theologically. It's relevant to our culture, and it will upset the church. I said, hold on just a second. Let me get my laptop. And I immediately went to Kindle, and I said, I can get it. I said, how much did you pay for it? Because we are that kind of friends. Do you have friends like that? And he told me his price, and I said, all right, sucker, I got mine for $7.99, and I got it right now, and it's on my Kindle. He said, you are crazy. I said, because I know you. And he said, well, will you do me a favor? He said, because I really look up. I said, you can't really look up when you're short, coach. I said, "Uh, so what do you got? He said, well, I really look up to you, and I trust you theologically and your walk with the Lord. Let me know what you think about the introduction This is a former ranger uh, who has been in Vietnam and also in Iraq, Afghanistan. It's one thing to sing praises. It's another to go to the battlefield. And now he's a chaplain and doing an awesome work. And so I began to read and got through the first part of the book. And it's not for infants. It's not for those who are living by the standards of the world. It's for those who are anchored into the cross of Jesus Christ. It is revolutionizing my life because we have so melted down the gospel and we've softened up Jesus that we don't know that he's the all-time warrior. He's the warrior that came at the exact time so that he could disrupt Rome and all other nations so that the cross would lead people home. Any ministry that lifts up the ministry more than the finished work of Christ Jesus is in serious trouble. The title of the message this morning is Walking Forward. So because I could not hug my friend over the last few days, Coach Jerry Miller, who was a West Point cadet God blessed me this morning and so he didn't know that I didn't know that he was going to be here and he shows up and he comes up to me and normally that's not anything I really like 
And I looked over and I said, Green Bay Packer. And I looked up, like way up, and I go, oh, wow, dude, that's Corey Tyson. And so now, because I always trust the anointing of the Lord, I want to come over here for a second. You know I'd never embarrass you. First of all, I want to thank you for the tremendous fun that we had when you were at the high school. Let's go get another state championship. You were a phenomenal athlete at Chiefman High School. See, I trust the Holy Spirit, Corey, and I think maybe that's why you gave me that big hug like, whoa, baby. I want to also thank you for serving as a Marine, serving our country. I know life has not been easy for you, and I know I've not been around you, but I got to tell you, I love you with all of what I've got in this body form. And God loves you even more than I've ever considered loving you. And I will always think of you, pray for you, honor you, and respect your family's heritage. And to think that you would come in here with Green Bay Packer on today, that's a Vince Lombardi moment. <laughs> I love you, my friend. And see what the church, I love you. <laughs> church doesn't know is that on my Kindle are the 21 rules of Vince Lombardi, who believed in faith. He was incredibly strong as a Christian. But see, Christian people in churches would tear him up because he didn't play. But he also believed in family, and he believed in his organization. And he went into a little place called Green Bay, and turned an organization and a community around, and now many things are named after the legend Vince Lombardi. Listen, you're going to have an incredible legacy. Don't ever give up. Remember, simplify. You will always be faithful, and you are a warrior. Even when people have thought otherwise, you're still a warrior. This morning, enjoy walking forward. So my wife asked me the other day, and this is loud up here, and I could actually do it without a microphone completely. She said, so what's the title of your message? And I said, walking forward. This world is not conditioned to walking forward. It's conditioned to walking backwards. Listen to Dr. Charles Spurgeon, who served God many years ago. He who looks sinward has his back to God. Ooh, man. I, I, I tell you, I'm going to do my best this morning to let the Holy Spirit manage me so I don't break out in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Listen closely. He who looks sinward has his back to God, and he who looks Godward has his back to sin. I'm going to tell you this morning so that you can write this down so you're aware of where we are in our nation and in this world as the hour is extremely late and the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. The world system and God's kingdom will never merge. 
But there is a merging in the church world to become more like the world so that we could blend in and we can just be more accepting. Eventually, there will be an antichrist that's going to reign over the world and all religious components. But the kingdom of Jesus Christ will always stand opposite of everything that the world has to offer. The world will never merge with the church. What is the church doing merging to be more like the world? This morning, I want to use the word forward. I would invite you to write these notes down so you will know if you're moving forward or if those around you are moving forward. I remember back in the day, Corey, when we started actually in your parents' home with a devotional, and God began to do some pretty cool things, and I think it was like Robin and your mother, Becky and Steve, and they began thinking about Calvary Worship Center. Well, that stayed for quite some time, but then eventually we kind of moved towards Forward Church. Through the years, I've had people in the community and other areas, even down at Southeastern University, they go, what does forward mean? We're not quite sure what forward means. And I never was clear on what that really meant until God gave me this message today for this house and for my life. I'm going to use the word forward. I want to give you key words. I'm going to give you scripture behind it, and we'll move quickly through the message. Not everybody who speaks forward is moving forward. Not everybody that's walking is walking in agreement with God's word. Walking forward by faith. And the Bible says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. Steve Harvey used this in an interview that he did, and I was listening to one of his programs, and I intentionally used Steve Harvey because some of you know him, some of you do not know him. Many of us do not even know his story of what God's done in his life. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Only faith people can take you where you've never been before. Walking forward by faith, listen closely, will put you in risk situations that only God can develop and bring you through. I want to invite you this morning, if you use the word forward, walk by faith and not by sight. Warren Worsby said this, people who walk by faith don't see obstacles, they see opportunities. Amen. So what does it mean now that that question was asked many years ago? Pastor, what does it mean to be a part of something that's moving forward? It's always by faith. If this ministry or any ministry or your marriage, if your business does not function by faith, allowing God to take you where you've never been before, you are going to be status quo. And now, Pastor, how will I know, because I asked the Lord, how will I know if I'm walking by faith? Remember the word forward? Walking forward in obedience. I told you, his kingdom and the world will never align. The church and religion, not the body of Christ, religion and the world system is merging now so that there will be an antichrist that's going to reign for seven years, three and a half, declaring peace. Three and a half years on the backside, there will be a war. 
and you don't think Jesus Christ is a warrior, you better get your eyes off the manger. Walking forward in obedience. We are not living in an obedient society. We are not living in an obedient nation. Many in the body of Christ are not obedient to the word of God. I could tell you if I was to do an interview with Corey Tyson right now, one of the first things they do in the Marine Corps is they strip you down. I don't mean clothes wise, strip you down to where what they say is exactly what you do. And those kind of men and women are those who are on the front line and we honor them and we should be willing to be that way spiritually. If you've never allowed God to strip you down, you're probably not moving forward. Two verses, 2 John chapter 1 and verse 6. Holy Spirit, help me to go through this and people will know what it means to be forward. Forward in thinking, forward in motives, forward. I'm functioning by faith and I'm walking in obedience to God's word, not my interpretation of the word. Uh. 2 John 1, 6 says, And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Dr. Charles Stanley said, Obey God and leave the consequences with him. Most people want to figure out how it's going to work out and then they say, yes, Lord. Doesn't sound like Samuel to me. One other quote, Stephen Furtick said, obedience is your responsibility and the outcome is God's. We want to do both. What are the two words so far? Because see, when I'm out there, not in here, I hear a lot of people saying all the right things, but I want to make sure that the plumb line that they're talking about is the Word of God, not the Word of this world. Functioning by faith, obedient to the Word of God. Ooh, wow, this just slipped in. Here, gentlemen who are married, the Bible says Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Steve Harvey said the other day in an interview, listen closely, if you want to experience success, you will also experience sacrifice. That's what built this nation. That's now what's destroying this nation. We want success without sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, Father, how will I know, since you laid this message on my heart, how will I know that I'm walking by faith and I'm walking in obedience? Thank you, my son, for asking. I'll give you scripture. Listen closely. If you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and that spirit doesn't direct you to God's word, that may not be the Holy Spirit. In fact, I'll tell you, it's not the Holy Spirit because he will come to you as an angel of light. I can only imagine the combat that Corey has been through when he was in the, in the military and on the front line as a Marine. Man, that's no place to get false information. Not when your life's on the line. But we don't even realize that we are spiritually at war with darkness. Oh, Spirit of God. 
Walking forward is not only by faith and an obedience, but it also, oh, this just tickles the ears of the church. Walking in repentance. Second Chronicles 7, 14, this is not for the world, this is for the church. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and now turn from their wicked ways. Time out right there. I'm a very slow educator. I'm not real sharp as a coach and you don't have to believe that. Here's the steps to repentance. Humble yourself, pray, seek his face. Now begin turning from your wicked ways. So when you see people not turning from their wicked ways, just go back through the equation. They're not humble, they're not praying, and they're not seeking God's face. But you're listening to them? Are you kidding me? That would be like me when I was coaching, listening to someone who's never coached. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Then, oh, listen, let's finish this. Then I will hear from heaven. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You're so special. Oh, you're so sweet, Jesus. You know I don't have to repent. Jesus, I love you. Away in a manger. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says until we do our part, he will not even listen from heaven. And once he begins to listen and he sees humility, prayer, seeking the face of God, not the opinions of people, and now I'm turning away from wicked things. Oh, now I'll forgive your sin. Oh, now I'll heal the land called the United States of America. Hmm. Acts 3.19, moving quickly. Repent then and turn to God. So there is no such thing as turning to God without repentance. The Bible says, repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. My sins have never been wiped out as long as I refuse to repent. And the same goes for you. Here's what we want. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I need times of refreshing. No, I'm not repenting. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, just come and just love on me, Jesus. Obey God's word. Try that. Repent. And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Watch this. There may be times after 30 some years, there have been times. I missed the mark and the best thing to do is not seduce her and get her in the bedroom and pull up my phone and have a little pornography shot so that she might give me what I want. What I need to do is get with her and say, will you forgive me? I was wrong. I apologize. Not trying to get you into bed. I just want to get back where we're supposed to be. I know this is real stuff. One of the number one things all men struggle with inside and outside the church is pornography. It's one of the most seductive, ruling tools of the enemy in marriages. Well, baby, I just love the Holy Spirit. Well, baby, I know our marriage isn't what it used to be, baby. I found some stuff that we could kind of look at and maybe we can practice it. Why not practice repenting? Why don't you get off the throne? Only through repentance and faith in Christ can anyone be saved. 
I said to my wife the other day, I said, honey, if we would realize if God was to show us the masses and multitudes of people who went to church and now they're in hell because they never would repent of their sins. And we as pastors are accountable for that. For not telling people, you've got to repent. Not speaking to your wife, I, I, I need to apologize, I need to repent. And repent doesn't just own it, it means change it. It doesn't just say, Robin, I, I just want to apologize for how I have been towards you. No, it's changing that behavior. <laughs> You're either being transformed or conformed every day. To be a true Marine, they transform you. <laughs> walking forward by faith, walking forward in obedience, walking forward in, listen, repentance, Watch this. Oh, pastor, all I want to do is the will of God. Have you ever repented? Well, I'm not really going to repent. I just want to do his will. It'll end up being yours. Walking forward in his will, Ephesians 6, 6, not by way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ. How long has it been since you called yourself a slave? Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. That's not the first thing she said. She said, I am the Lord's handmaiden. Then she said, be, you have to recognize who you are before you can receive the word. Hebrews 10.36, for you have need of endurance. I just want to pause right there. So you really want to do God's will? He's going to test your Endurance. Endurance is the name of the game. I saw one of the great runners over the weekend and his last name is Lewis and what a runner he was. But it was all about being able to endure and outlast. Don't give up on your marriage. The devil is a liar. For you have need of endurance so that when you've done the will of God, <laughs> poor our young people need to hear this. Can I have my inheritance please? <laughs> when I get paid, I'll give you the money back. That, first of all, was a lie. You're not even working. And I see your track record. Listen to the verse now. You have need of endurance so that when you've done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. We've got it. I would love to say it this way in the locker room, but I'll put it this way. We've got it backwards. Pay me on the front end, and then, then, then I'll do your will. Absolutely not. Do the will of God, and he will give to you what he's promised, not only in this life, but the life to come. <laughs> and, um, Corey, you could correct me if I was wrong, and you weren't even a part of my notes, so I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I can do that because of a long-term friendship relationship that we've had as men through the years. One of the key things that I believe Corey could share with us this morning as a Marine, not an ex-Marine, still a Marine, always faithful, Semper Fidelis, is this, taking care of the brotherhood, taking care of those who are also with you on that assignment, reaching out, taking care of one another because you know you're going to face the enemy. When will the church wake up and realize who the enemy is?
Well, here's a lady that certainly walked out the will of God. We're almost done. Jim Elliott's wife, after he was martyred in South America, no, no, he wasn't shot, he was stabbed. Listen to what, she stayed there and worked with people who hated the gospel. Listen to what she said. The will of God is not something you add to your life. It's a course you choose. You either line yourself, you either line yourself up with the Son of God or you capitulate to the principle which governs the rest of the world. I want to tell you this morning, I believe as a 40-year servant of the Most High God, I see the church capitulating to the principles of the world. I don't care if you agree with that. You got 40 years? It's all right. I'm the one that has to stand before the Lord. I have to give an account for the 30 years here and the 10 years in North Carolina. I have to give the account before the Lord. Did you teach my people to repent? Did you teach my people to obey? Did you teach my people the importance of walking by faith? Did you teach my people the will of God is something that becomes a life course? Did you teach my people to walk forward in my righteousness, not in self-righteousness. Robin, you remember back in the day when we were there in North Carolina and we served along with Ron Odom and many others and Ron was an awesome man of God in the Presbyterian Church and he said time and time again to me, he said, I can't stand these robes. He said, I'm not self-righteous. I can't stand all this stuff around my neck. He said, that's not me. I'm depending on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Self-righteousness will not give you access to the kingdom. That might be something you would want to consider. Walking forward in his righteousness. Listen closely. I've only got one more if you've been looking at the word forward. So, how, Pastor, how does this fit in now that you are safety and security for 11 schools? Exactly. Exactly. This is right on point. Well, you really shouldn't look at those kids like that. Oh, really? Would you say that after they've done all their damage? (laughs) Who is willing to guard the families? Who's willing to guard the body of Christ? Who is willing to guard our country? Who is willing to put their lives on the line? Not their mouths, but their lives. Preach, brother. Standing in his righteousness. Romans 1.17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. See the connection? You cannot live by faith and have self-righteousness. You're living in the flesh. Jeremiah 23, verse 6, and this is his name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. Two quotes and then we come to the last one and this is the most important when I think about my position in this district. (laughs) Had a school resource officer right there at the close of first semester. He said, I wouldn't have your job if they paid me and he named a quote. I said, I'm only here because this is where the Lord wants me for now. (laughs) 
When will the church wake up and realize that we are at war? <laughs> I'm not talking about being ugly. I'm talking about being honest. Was that something you thought about as a Marine, as you're on war zones and, and enemy territory? Oh, I sure hope we don't hurt their feelings. Yeah, well, I'll do more than that. You come against our country, I'm taking you down. <laughs> I, I told you this is not going to set too well. It's like, thank God he's done. No, 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 I'm not done. Just finished here. Can I talk to you what the chaplain who is a former leader in the ranger forces? He said, any, any ranger that was not willing to go with us to the front line, we kept them at camp and we called them cowards. And the church is filled with cowards. Don't pat my back. Join me on the front line. There's an old saying that says that a couple that prays together stays together. Any church that doesn't have prayer as the foundation will collapse. It was the hallmark of Jesus Christ. It was the hallmark of Jesus Christ. He spent more time in prayer than he did preaching, praying. Oh, it's so boring. Oh, I get so bored praying. Oh, I don't know what to say. You have everything else to say on. Dr. A.B. Uh, Simpson said, if we walk in righteousness, he will carry us through. Hello, Daniel. Hi, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen closely. Self-righteousness is the devil's masterpiece to make us think well of ourselves. Holy Spirit of God. Self-righteousness is the devil's masterpiece to make us think well of ourselves. Here we go. Hmm. Corey, just kind of, can you do a little dialogue with me, like shake your head yes or thumbs up, thumbs down? When you guys were out in enemy territory, did you have special agent people that kind of were out in front of you preparing the way for you guys, like snipers or whatever? I don't know what that stuff was all called. Did you have that? Okay, so, so God wants to give the church something it doesn't want. Did you say that, Pastor? Yeah, let me say it again. God wants to give a gift to the church the church doesn't want. It's called discernment. Church doesn't want discernment. Let me have my way because I got intent and I got motives and there's a reason why I'm using that person because I got this back here that they're going to help me get. Huh. Preach on, brother. Walking forward, it's in the business world. It's in education. Hey, hi, how are you? Man, you got intent and motives that aren't right. Walking forward in discernment. Listen closely, please, because the hour is extremely late, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I hope so. Does he know it's almost lunchtime? Have you been eating the bread of life this morning? Walking forward in discernment. It's the greatest thing that I want Joshua and Brittany to have as they live in Gainesville. Carry the gift of discernment. Don't notify the front office crazy boys on campus. In case you didn't know, that would be Nicholas Cruz. 
17 killed, 17 wounded. Within a year, two young ladies committed suicide. We don't need discernment. (laughs) What do you think Jesus kept giving to Peter who backtalked him all the time? He said, I've prayed for you because the enemy's coming to sift you. Now, where did that come from? Discernment. Here we go, two scriptures. 1 John 4, 1, I, I pray to God that you have taken in what it means to be a part of something that is forward. Oh, by the way, it's not, it's not running, it's walking, just walking, walking in faith. I'll go back in just a second and cover it as I close. 1 John 4, 1, beloved. Oh, they're so, aren't they dressed so beautiful? Man, look at the muscles and the chest on him. Wow, he is a stud. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And that was way back when they gave us that. But it's right here today. Colossians 2.8. See to it, the world, the church world, and the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That's in God's word. Man, I didn't want to come out of Christmas with all this. He's all jacked up. I live jacked up. Listen, Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Man, listen to people talk. They're not saying a thing. Why'd you say that, Pastor? Because it's according to human tradition, according to the element, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. What people are saying, how people are living, doesn't line up with the Word of God. Pastor, as he's preaching today, we see his passion, we hear the purpose, but what he's saying, does it line up with the Word of God? Yes, it does. All right, let's go back over it. You can turn the lights down and a little bit of music, and we're done. Charles Spurgeon, again, he said, he who looks sinward, oh, man, I can't wait to get off work. Because, man, I'm going down to the bar. And, man, I know who's going to be there. I'm not going to talk about it, but I do want to bring out one thing. Did you notice the two different style of cheerleaders last night? One very, oh, pastor, you shouldn't. One very provocative and the other set of girls very modest. (gasps) Don't say anything. You're going to offend somebody. They're on their way to hell. What you doing? He who looks sinward has his back to God. He who looks Godward has his back to sin. So now I'm answering the question that someone asked me many, many years ago. Pastor, what does forward mean? Well, it means walking by faith. It means walking in obedience. And when you start walking in obedience, you're going to find out people are not going to like that. Walking in repentance. So let me get these and I'll come back. Walking in his will. Walking in accord. Walking forward in accord. I didn't even cover that one, did I? Huh. Walking forward in accord. It's all about the book of Acts. Hmm. 
when they got their act together, the Holy Spirit showed up. You better be real careful in your homes and in your business and in the ministry. If you don't have one accord, you're going to have somebody show up, but it won't be the Holy Spirit. Two verses, Acts 2.1 and Acts 1.14. And walking in righteousness and walking in discernment. So here I come again. You probably never want to talk to me again. Doing all right. You know, I love you. That's serious. It's tough to admit when you're wrong. So last night, I didn't find out till this morning, the last play of the game that was late last night, the play was for the guy to run a post pattern. And the quarterback threw it exactly where it was supposed to go. But the kid, and just stay with the kid, he broke and went the other way. But when they interviewed him, he said, it was all my fault. I did not do my assignment. He put the ball exactly where it was supposed to be. But I broke and went the other that's exactly what the church is doing. Breaking from the word and then blaming the quarterback for throwing the interception. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for that young man who admitted he made a mistake. He took matters into his own hands. He chose to reroute God, I pray in here this morning that there may be some individuals who have been bucking the forward move of your spirit in their lives. I pray that they will absolutely be willing to stand and go, by faith I will. Walking forward that they will be obedient to your voice. Not to the crowd, not to the agencies, not to the establishment. And they will always live with repentance. And Father, I pray this morning that the will of God will be so synchronized in this ministry that the will of God will be performed. And may we walk in one accord with you. Thank you for that athlete that owned his mistake. Thank you. May we be in one accord with you so that you may visit us at any time, at any place, under any situation. And may your righteousness give us the ability to discern. Something's not right here. Who are they? What are they doing on campus? What's going on in the parking lot? What's happening at Walmart? Something's not right at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, uh, the mall, uh, something's not. Mm -mm. What's going on at the airport? God, I pray that the church, the body of Christ, will begin to really open up her eyes and operate with discernment. I'm almost done, church. I pray for young men that they won't get caught with the eyes and the flash and, and, and the hourglass. I'll, I'll be cool, Lord. And the tight jeans and, and all of that. May they discern what's going on on the inside. What's happening on the inside. Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes. I want to give you something that I gave to the seniors at Williston High School. I said to the student body, listen closely, just because they're dressed right doesn't mean they think right. 
I want to lay that before you this morning. This is not a judgmental message. It is a message about walking forward in the kingdom, not in alignment with the world. And if you've been here at all during the fall months, you know I spoke on the alignment, the assignment, will of God. I'd like to pray for anyone that would be willing. Listen, I'm not going to even open up my eyes. And I'll probably quietly count to 10. But maybe you would like to start 2020. And you really want to begin walking forward. I'm not asking you anything about this ministry. I'm simply saying you're willing to go. I'm going to walk forward by faith, in obedience, out of repentance, to do the will of God in accord with the Spirit. By his righteousness, I will know discernment and I will be able to test the spirits to see if they're from God. Oh, pastor, it's so foolish. You want to take a ride to the panhandle and to the Navy base? To the individual that was dressed like the other three and he killed all three. Are you getting the picture? Just because people dress right doesn't mean that they are thinking right are there those here this morning that would like to stand and to say I am going to walk forward in Jesus Christ I'll begin my count if some of you are beginning to stand perhaps I don't know my eyes are closed I heard the story of Steve Harvey who grew up broken poor devastated living on the streets, living in his car. And his life has been revolutionized by a mother that gave him two scriptures and by a prophetic man of God in another state. Oh, he's not the perfect, he's not the finished product. He's got issues in his life like we all do. But he's a changed man and he's learning how to walk forward. Shall we pray? Father, you know those who are standing, they are your people, purchased and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now more than ever, we need faith. Now more than ever, we need, Father God, obedient people who are so dog-determined to just obey God. Father, I pray in Jesus' name if there are couples that need to get right with each other so they can just be able to have a rendezvous, let it happen through repentance. May the will of God drop down into someone's heart and to simply say, if he moves me, yes. If he doesn't move me, no. May the will of God, may the will of God come alive in somebody right now. And Father, I pray for individuals who have been out of accord. They've not been in deep fellowship with you. I pray in Jesus' name, bring them into one accord with the Holy Ghost, not any angel of light. And Father, we want, as Pastor Ron Oldham, we want to take off all of our religious nonsense. And we want to stand like the servant of the Lord said, naked before you, and then dress us in your righteousness, and then put us out on the battlefield. And while we're out on that battlefield, we're going to need discernment, Lord, because it's coming at us. But not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. The body of Christ will overcome. Father, you gave us ears to hear and eyes to see. 
May we do less talking and more watching and more listening and be obedient to the walk that you've called us to. Now in Jesus' name, I speak blessings over this house, blessings over the ministry. As it moves forward, I pray, Father God, that there will be such a hunger for you, such a thirst for you, that the things of this world will absolutely not satisfy. And may they always function in one accord, listening and holding tightly to the word of the Most High God. Forgive us of our sins today. Cleanse us from unrighteousness. Time out. Someone, if you, listen, I'm not, you're not getting called out. If you will just repent, if you'll just tell the Lord, I apologize, I was wrong, Father. Listen, he wants you back. He wants you back right now. Oh, Jesus. He wants you back right now. You don't have to come to the front. I'm not, no, just simply say to him, forgive me. Because you've had some things against him. He has nothing against you. He's for you, not against you. So simply say, I apologize. The best is yet to come for you. For you, that individual. Let me spread this over all of our young people. Listen closely. My dad sold this into my life and I mocked him. I've not mocked him since I left those early, early years. Listen closely. Be sure, young people, listen closely. Be sure your sins will find you out. Dr. R.G. Lee preached a message for all times. Here it is, the title, Payday Someday. Young people, you're being lied to. You're being lied to, young people. And just because you're pulling it over on your parents, our guardians, or other individuals, listen closely. And with this, the benediction. (laughs) Be sure your sins will find you out. He became, listen closely, young people. He became naked at the cross so you wouldn't be. And if you choose to bypass the cross, be sure your sins will find you out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. And I ask in Jesus' name that your word will resonate deep within our hearts. I pray for divine covering and protection over everyone, all their families, all their loved ones. Over these holidays. Stay with me, please. And I pray for the LSU family, the coaching family, with the loss of that loved one with the plane issue yesterday. I pray that you will comfort them. I pray, I pray deep, Father God, that you will bring healing where there is total brokenness right now. I pray in Jesus' name that people will begin to see there's much more than a game. There's eternity that we're playing for. In the name of Jesus, comfort that family. Send the right people to say the right thing at the right time. Protect our military. And I thank you for those that have served that are here in this house and in many houses. May we never dishonor those men and women. May we always honor them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I thank you for these years of service. And to God be the glory for all that you've done. I love you, and we embrace you throughout time and eternity. And God's people said, 
Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great, great day. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.